you, EBO. Thank you, Tony. We have Project 21 member and National Center for Public Policy Research member Martin Baker on the live line to talk about Pastors Gone Wild. Hi, Martin. Good morning, Fawn. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I I am too blessed to be stressed. Ooh, <laughs> I'm stealing that so fast. My head's going to spin around. Okay, so you put out... Uh, Project 21 commentary that intrigued me, and when the publicist showed it to me, I said, we got to have Martin on the show because I hear about this all the time. And it's one thing to perpetuate a rumor on the street or even in a liberal media market. It's another thing to do it from a pulpit. I have a problem with preachers who are politicized, and you wrote something about that. I like it. You, you flatter me far more than I deserve. No, sir. It was just something... It, it, it was just something that really I felt prompted to do. We, I was having a conversation with an uncle of mine who also is a pastor, and he knows about my political background. And he, he always talked about how I never would ask to go speak at a church, especially when I was running as a candidate. I was like, because that's not the place for it. Mm-hmm. There is a place for a pastor to, to share their views, on, on events of the day, but you don't do it in such a manner where it is, one, where it looks like that you are endorsing or condemning a candidate regardless of their party, and it's also not one where you are using it for self-aggrandizement or for, for shameless self-promotion. Mm-hmm. And we see that a lot now. But But this is not something new. In my article, I wrote about how we can go all the way back into the 30s, where Margaret Sanger who everybody knows was the was one of the founders of Planned Parenthood, would go into the black community, and she would first seek out the pastors there to talk about her policy, which in turn to be eugenics, which is one of the most racist policies that ever has been created. Ever. But, but she would do so in a manner where she would get the pastors on her side, she'd pat them on the back, give them all these little platitudes, and then they would go out and talk that policy, which in turn, now, since abortion became legal, has caused the death of over 20 million black babies in the United States, one of the most untalked-about genocides ever in American history. It's gross to me. It, it's absolutely gross to me. And they, they keep saying Planned Parenthood's about uh, health care. They may do some health care, but their major business is abortion. Everybody knows it. I don't believe in killing babies. And I just don't understand to people who think it's a choice. I mean, if if somebody goes out and murders somebody, we don't take them to trial and their de- their their defense is, well, you know, it, it's a choice. No, well, it's a choice to go to jail. But for some reason, we call it a choice when if, if so, let's just put it this way. If you and I go out and kill somebody, we we go to jail, right? A woman kills a baby, yes, we do. they call it a choice. I, I don't get how, how it's different. I don't well, the worst part of it is, Fawn, is that when a pastor is advocating these things, when a pastor is advocating discord, when a pastor is advocating hate, when they're advocating policies that, that biblically do not vibe with what you're with what you're what you're putting out there. Mm-hmm. This is not. I I don't know about you, but I I, I serve a God who who tells me to think celestial, to think think on a think on a higher level, and serving my fellow man. 
to 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 do well with my brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Not so, not sowing the seeds of discord, bringing people together, and and I don't have to do that from a political standpoint. But when you when you have the 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 race hustlers who get put behind a pulpit, and they're and they're sowing this discord, whether it's anti-government, whether it's whatever it is that is the policy of the day, just so they can get a mega church or just so they can get a, a prime parking spot at the church. This is not of God. It's not. It's it not. Absolutely it, is not. God says, judge lest ye be judged. And you know, when they stand on the pulpit and they scream these things, I can't help but think of how the left came out and attacked the pastor who was against Obama and his policies. Who it, she, he, he called him the long-legged Mac Daddy. I'll never forget him. He's one of the greatest things to listen to. So funny. But it's it's not your job as a pastor to teach politics. I get angry. I'm a Catholic. And when my we had him on senior once who 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 got political and I got up and left church because that's not where it belongs. It just doesn't belong there. You're supposed to be teaching the Bible and teaching me how to save my soul, not how to vote for a Democrat or Republican. You are absolutely correct because the the nature of what a in in, in, in black community mm-hmm. when you have a pastor who typically in the black community is pretty much one of the leaders of those of, of those communities. He is looked at with the highest of esteem. And he gets a call from, say, candidate John Smith, who's running for county commissioner or whatever. He gets there. You see the candidate sitting with the choir. He's acting like that he's part of it, mm-hmm. clapping his hands and all of that. Then he gets up and talks about the crime in the neighborhood. He talks about the lack of jobs. He talks about all the economic discord that's going on. And the only way that the saints of God can get together and get it done is vote me in. And so then when they do (laughs) vote them in in probes, and then when they make that phone call, hey, Commissioner Smith, remember me? I was at such and such church. They hang up. Mm -hmm. They forget about you. Well, they've been, got, they've been getting played, the, and that's on both sides of the aisle. Aren't black churches statistically, or maybe even in historically, theologically conservative? Most churches are. That is, that is not just black churches. Most churches are theoretically conservative. You go to the basis of the Bible, you will see historically conservative leanings, respect for life, strength of families. Why do churches let Honoring these guys in? Below. Why do they let them in? Why why do they get this way? I mean, what happens? Is it just a is it a search for power? Is it just what is it? it do they seek to brainwash? What what's the reasoning for doing this? It's all about access. It it's not even so much that that I have to be the man, but if I'm the man standing next to that man, that that gives the perception that I have influence, that I have access. And sometimes that's even better than having to go through the whole process of putting your name on a ballot, going out there, kissing babies, shaking hands, and all of that. But if I've got, if I've got Congresswoman Wiggins' phone number on my, on my speed dial, I can call him from the pulpit. That makes you look like that I'm an important dude. That makes you look like that I'm sort of a big deal. That really makes me what sad. A lot of it is. That makes me sad. Martin, that that's that's the way their brains work when they have when they have decided to take the path 
of living a theological life and and a life that's supposed to be given for Christ because Jesus didn't say follow your heart he said follow me he didn't say be true to yourself he said Jesus said whoever wants to be my disciple has to deny himself so I don't know how these pastors are even allowed to stay at the pulpit when these are the kinds of things they're saying they're 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 allowed to because the fact that no one is calling them to task no one is I, I remember something that my older brother, my older brother was a Pentecostal minister back in Sykeston growing up, awesome. and um, he, he passed away three years ago, and he always, I always remember one of his, one of his favorite sermons. He would, he would remember the, the scripture that said, by your fruit he shall know them. He said that people in the congregation need to be fruit inspectors. You need to basically not just hear the words that are coming from that pulpit, but investigate them, search them within your heart. It says in the book of James, it says, if any man lacks knowledge, let him ask of God, and the truth shall be given to them from that truth. We are not seeking, we're not demanding accountability for the supposed truths that these pastors are putting out there, whether it's whatever the case may be. We're told to ponder your hearts. Liken it to yourself. Seek out answers for it. And when you do, God's going to give you an answer. It may not be the answer that you want to hear, but he will answer you. Mm-hmm. And we're not holding those pastors accountable when, hey, hey, Reverend so-and-so, this doesn't vibe with what the Bible says. This one, this does not jive with what Scripture tells me. How are you saying this? Why are you saying this? Once you take personal responsibility to hold your ecclesiastical leaders accountable when they are graying that area of political intrigue, if you're not holding them accountable, you're just as you're just as accountable as they are. Because someday, and that day will come, that they will stand before God and they will have to answer for their actions of how they either stood up for the gospel or how they did not. Right. Now Jesus loves sinners, I get it. Everybody's flawed, but when you are up on the pulpit and you are screaming and yelling what you say to be something that everyone should take as a, a heartfelt value, there's there's a di- that's a different kind of sin for me. I just I can't I can't make it make sense. But what caused you in your life, Martin, to go down the conservative road? Because that's a rough road for someone who is of color. Well, the the thing of it is, is, is that it's not it's not one of the, the it's not anything new for me to go down a, a, a primrose, a, a different path right. than what the average is. I, I spent two years as a missionary for, for my church in Utah, of all places. Mm-hmm. That's not somewhere that, that the average black kid from Sykeston goes to. He does, <laughs> but he did it. He did that because of the fact of I felt strong prompting. I felt led I'll, I'll go. I'll go out on a limb and say it. I was prompted by the Spirit to do those things. Mm-hmm. I, I don't claim to be perfect. I, I I am far from that in my conservatism, in my in my faith path. But I take solace in the atonement of my Savior, who knew I was going to come down here. I was going to make mistakes. Everybody does, but He said, "I got you. I it's already paid for." You're good. Live your life. You can be bitter or you can do better. I want you to do better. And every day, I just try to be better than I was the day before, and I know tomorrow I'm going to be better than I am today. 
And you, and that's just the path that I have, that I try to follow. That doesn't mean that I'm perfect. Doesn't mean I'm better than the next guy. It just means that I take the gifts and the blessings that, that my creator endowed me with. Oh, uh, oh my gosh, I'm sounding like the Constitution or Uh-oh. the Declaration of Independence. How dare you? I better stop with that. <laughs> you might make sense but to somebody. I Careful. I take those gifts and I try to manifest them to others. I try to magnify what I feel is the calling that I have. And I want others to do the same. I'm not trying to tell everybody what I believe is right and what they believe is wrong. I'm just sharing something that enhanced my life. And and that's what the article was. I'm not trying to tell pastors, hey, you're wrong, even though in certain degrees I am. But I'm also trying to get them to wake up to what's going on. Mm-hmm. You're being played. And on top of that, you're playing others. Let's stop that. Let's get back to the gospel principles and doctrines that we that we all claim to profess regardless of what our faith path leads us to. And let's get back to that. Because that is what our country needs. Our country does not need woke men they need they they need men of strength they need men of principle they need people and principles more than they need party and politics and hate speech from a pulpit they need it more than that yeah and And, now more than ever and they really take their pastors serious when they say this is a christian candidate if you're going to believe anybody it's going to be your your pastor or your priest but i just want to say it's okay to somehow link your sermon to what's going on in today's world we're not saying that that can't happen but to have a candidate actually get on the altar and start screaming and yelling about this that and the other thing and i'm the best guy to fix it that is pure politics and has nothing to do with religion period it absolutely i agree with you absolutely talking about it is one thing mm-hmm. and making sure that that your people are aware that this is going on but you can do that in such a manner that you are not diminishing from the spirit of god that is supposed to rest in a in a in a chapel in a pulpit in wherever that two or three are gathered in the name of christ that's where he will be yeah. but he's not going to be somewhere where there is this spirit of discord where there's this this discourse where he cannot where the spirit cannot reside it will not yeah and due to time i'm gonna have to wrap but where can they go to read your stuff martin nationalcenter.org, and you'll just look at Project 21. Yeah, check him out. Martin Baker, he's one of the members of both, and I'm very, very happy to have had you here today. A lot of people are trying to reach black people who vote, and they think the church is the place where they can go to get them. I say church is off limits when it comes to politics and politicians. Martin, thank you for your time. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Bye-bye.